Today is Tuesday evening, and this is Revival by the Fireside. Somebody say Revival by the Fireside. You know, the weather has been quite cool this season, so you've got to shake yourself up and enjoy the time, of the, time with the Word of God. We are fellowshipping around the Word of God. Amen? And I believe that God's Word will rule and reign in our lives. Father, we submit ourselves to you this beautiful Tuesday evening. We thank you for the privilege of coming before your word. We submit ourselves to you and to your will. I'm asking that your word will come alive to everyone that is listening. Speak to every soul and minister life to us. Rule and reign in our hearts and be glorified. Let flesh be submitted to your will. Let your Holy Spirit have his way in every life and teach us your word. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Right. So, once again, we, you're welcome to Revival by the Fireside from the Kadesh, the Church on Fire. And um, that is part of the QFC, Kadesh Family Churches. And I believe that God is here with us tonight ministering to us for the short time that we have here i'm going to be preaching to you um bishop toss has been preaching to us um from the book attempt great things for god and that is what we are teaching from in this series every tuesday evening in case your friend is not yet uh connected you can take a, a second uh, 30 seconds or minute and call them and tell them to be connected to our Facebook and uh, join the revival by the fireside Amen. as we share the word of the Lord with you. Amen. Amen. We are attempting great things for the Lord. Yes. I like the title, Attempt Great Things for God. Amen. Amen. Attempt it. Attempt it. Attempt it. It's an exam. Attempt all the questions. Attempt them. Now, the further you attempted, give you some marks. Hallelujah. You see, you attempt it. You get some credit for attempting. Even if you're not, you're not able to finish, you're not able to answer properly, the further you attempted, will give you some marks. So, we are attempting great things. And look, in this way, people are attempting great things for all sorts of things. Mm. Attempting great things for their part. I, I mean, a few days, a day or two ago, Americans were trying to explore the space. I mean, attempting to go to the space. I mean, this, this, this is amazing. As we are struggling with all sorts of things, <laughs> the road and the issues around us, struggling to go to your village where you come from. You know, they are attempting to go to the sea. And that's how, what happened. We were in our country when they made, jumped onto a ship. And they came to ex, ex, explore us in Africa. They came to discover us in Africa. Because they said that we've lived in our territory for a long time. Let us go beyond and see what is beyond the sea. And then they came to discover us. So we're discovered by other people. What a shock. And then all the slaves and everything has started. All the bad things. But I'm saying that, you see, if you sit at one place, you will not make progress. That is why the Bible says that the four lepers, they say that if you sit here, we will die. If we sit here, we will die. Listen to me. In life, if you sit at one place, you will die. You've got to make a move. You know, this fall up, they're excited. They say that, look, why sit we here till we die? They say that if you go to the city, if you go to where the enemies are, there are two things that can happen. They may either give us food and bless us or they will kill us. But if you go back to the city, to where we came from, there's famine there and you will die. So let us rather make go forward. I see you going forward in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Achievers always risk their life. If you want to achieve anything in life, go to take a risk. You cannot live a life without taking any risk. Every day you are afraid to do this. You are afraid to do this and so on. You will never get anywhere. So the fallen pets decide to make a move. And they made the move and God blessed every effort they made. Wow. So listen, your, effort, your energy may be small, but attempt it. Right. Attempt something for God. Right. Attempt something for the God that you believe in. And I believe that we are going to see his blessing and his help in our lives. Amen. Amen. Last week, Bishop taught, uh, taught us on attempt to love God. Mm. What a beautiful message 
we had attempt to love God. Attempt to love God. We love many things. Some of you love soccer. You love Liverpool with, with all your, 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 your spirit, soul, and body. What a shock. Somebody was asking a certain gentleman that, uh, does your son like, uh, also support Liverpool? He told him that, oh, as for, as for when it comes to Liverpool, he's a Muslim. You are born into, the, into, into it's a religion. You are born into it. What a shock. <laughs> you, you, you know all the, the names of all the players in, in Manchester United, the prices of all the players one called this and all that. You are so much into soccer. So much into since, since this COVID and the season and there's no soccer, you're always depressed. <laughs> Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoons. Very soon, the, the ban is being lifted so that you can enjoy your premiership and all that. But you see, the, what I'm saying is that if people love things and with all their heart and energy, you can also attempt to love God. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Amen. Attempt to love God with your soul, with your body, with everything, with your Hallelujah. mind, might. That's what Jesus said. Love the Lord your God with your soul. Amen. amen. With your mind, your intellect. Love God with your intellect. The blessing that you have to, I mean, you are so intelligent. You can love God and do things for God. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Today, briefly, I'm going to share with you about um, chapter 10 of this book. Attempt to plant a great tree. Attempt to plant a great tree. Hallelujah. Bible tells us in uh, Psalm 1, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but he says, his delight is in the law of the Lord, his God, and in the Lord does he meditate day and night. And the Bible says in verse 3, beautiful, it says that he shall be like a tree. I'm speaking to trees right now. Hallelujah. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Hallelujah. I see you bringing forth your fruit in its season. Amen. 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 And he says that his leaf also shall not wither. Mm. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now look at this verse 3 again. Let's look at it. It says that this man it shall be like the one who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Who does not stand in the way of sinners and all that. Bible says that. And he delights in the law of the Lord. He shall be like a tree planted. Mm-hmm. You know, the beauty of a tree is the, where the tree is located. Okay. The tree, this tree is planted by the rivers of water. Right. That means that water flowing all the time. Yes. Amen. Amen. And the tree brings forth fruits. Mm-hmm. You know, the most attractive part of every tree is the fruit that it brings. Yeah. Oh, okay. The yes. most enduring part of a tree are the roots. But the most attractive part of a tree is the fruit that it brings. So when you see school children with, with sticks and stones throwing at a mango tree, it only shows that there are fruit on the, on the tree. Hallelujah. So when you have opposition in your life, means that you are doing something right sometimes. Somebody shout amen. amen. So quickly, I'm talking to you about attempting to plant a tree. And this is very, very important. Turn the Bible again to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right. Bible says, Then said he, Luke chapter 13, verse number 18. Bible says, Then said he, Unto what is the kingdom of God like? Or what can you lack in the kingdom of God too? It is like a grain of mustard seed. Which a man took. And cast into his garden. And it grew. Ah, I see it growing in the name of Jesus. And waxed a great tree. And the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. Now look at the scripture again. Verse 18 and 19. This is Jesus speaking. He said, what can I compare the kingdom of God to? To what shall I like the kingdom of God? You know, and you see that it is just, the kingdom of God resembles just like a little seed that a man took. Hallelujah. A little mustard seed. Now, if you go to Israel, that's one of the 
things that they sell, the mustard seed. They are very, very tiny. I've seen in my office. I see you going to Israel in the I'll name of there. Jesus. I'll be there. Now, you have, you see, there. you'll be there, I tell you. I'm there. You see this mustard seed, they are very tiny. Thousands of them, thousands of them in little sacks, and they sell them. Now, it is, Bible says that the kingdom of God, the kingdom that Jesus is talking about, the kingdom of our Father, okay. is like a mustard seed, seed. so tiny, so insignificant, that wind can blow it anywhere. Okay. It doesn't look attractive. If you look at the coconut seed and the, and the mustard seed, they're so different. The coconut is big. I mean, orange seed is much, much bigger. Maybe 50 times bigger than the mustard seed. But Jesus said that the, it says the kingdom of God is like the grain of the mustard seed. Wow. I wish it, I can talk to you right where you are. Bible says that which a man took, a man intentionally took the mustard seed. Wow. Deliberate effort. Hallelujah. He took the mustard seed and threw it into his garden. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says that it grew. Wow. It, grew. it grew. That little thing grew. Amen. Amen. And they became a big tree, a great tree. And the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. Hallelujah. Shout amen. Amen. So, the thing that Jesus was trying to make us to understand is that the, 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 the mustard seed is so small, so almost insignificant, you can just lose it easily. But if you would take that, that little seed, you know, that seed you hold in your hand is a tree. I'm telling you, it is a huge tree, not an ordinary tree. It's a huge tree. And when you can take the seed and plant it, plant it, and then you, you work on it. But we say that it grew. Okay. Listen to me. The kingdom of God grows. Amen. I've been involved in church for many, many years. And I've seen churches come. It's like, what is, what is happening here? Oh, we're starting a church here. Two people here. Three people here. But I see, I've seen it grow and grow and grow. Amen. Can I have a loud amen? Amen. That is what I fear for people who start their churches with large numbers of people. It's not real. When you're starting a real church, it starts small. You see, sometimes people break up a certain church and they collect the members and they start their church. So one day a pastor told me that he was starting this church and within two weeks, no, just three weeks, he had, he had uh, 120 members. I said, you are very anointed. And I, I asked him, and this was in America. And I said, 120 members in three weeks, you are very anointed. I said, how did you do it? He said, a church which was close by, you know, when he said his church, the first week, the following week, so many members came and joined his church from because they heard about, they came and said, pastor, we heard about you. You are very anointed. And, but our pastor in that church, he was not so happy what he's doing. We don't know what he does with his money. And so the leader, the opinion leader had convinced all the others and they've all come to join his church. I said, sack them. Sack them from the church. They, 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 they will destroy your church. The pastor was saying, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, they really like me. When they, even when they came in, I was preaching. Some were falling under the power. I mean, they, I said, yes, yeah, they may fall, they may roll, they may somersault. But if you don't drive them out, they will destroy your church. I'm telling you. You see, that's not how the kingdom of God starts. People don't want to go the way that Jesus taught us. They don't want to follow the principles of Christ. It is a little seed that you sow. But then it will grow. I'm telling you, it will grow. It, I see your ministry growing amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lift your hand and shout, Amen. amen. Your center will grow. Amen. Your bar center will grow. Amen. Your branches will grow. Amen. I see your ministry growing in Jesus' name. Amen. Shout your loudest, Amen. amen. No long after, the, these people also left the same place. When they were leaving, they left with some of the original members that the pastor had. What a shock. They left you there and the pastor called me and said, what you said has happened. I said, look, we have been in this for a while. We know how things work. We know the effect of this. And listen to me. If you believe God has called you, believe that the kingdom of God is like a little master seed. Don't think that, oh, you want to guess. I mean, you, you convince others from somebody, somebody's church, a church where you're a pastor, you're assistant pastor, you're a helper in the church, and you convince others, and they follow you, and you start, no, it will, one, if you, if you do that, it will happen to you very soon. Amen. Or sooner, sooner or later. 
I'm preaching. Preach. I said, I'm preaching. Preach. Are you still here? Yes. But Jesus said that when the man sowed the seed, mm. it grew. Look, all my life, as I've been serving God and I've been, been in ministry, I've seen little things seeds grow Hallelujah. mightily. And I'm going to give you seven ways to plant a great tree. Okay. The Bible said that they, it became a great tree. 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 And fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. Mm. So, what are the things that look at um, Isaiah chapter 61? Isaiah chapter 61. Um, let's look at from verse number one quickly. Isaiah 61, verse number one. Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. May be anointed in the name of Jesus Amen. to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Verse number two. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Hallelujah. To comfort all that mourn in Zion. Okay, let's go on verse, verse, verse 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes. I see God giving you beauty for ashes. Amen. Say, I receive it. Anything that is out of shape in your life, God is going to beautify you. Amen. And Bible says that and the oil of joy for mourning. Hallelujah. Are you mourning this evening? May you receive the oil of joy in your life. Amen. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Amen. You know, heaviness and depression is the spirit. But God will give you a new garment. Amen. It's called a garment of praise. Amen. I see somebody dancing in your room right there. Amen. But God will give you a new garment, a garment of praise. Amen. I drive away every spirit of depression in the name of Jesus. Amen. But I said that they might be called trees of righteousness. Hallelujah. That is their name, trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. May you be the planting of the Lord. Amen. Can I have a loudest amen? amen? That is the name they are called, trees of righteousness and the planting of the Lord, Hallelujah. that He might be glorified. Amen. So, number one, what are the uh, what are the great trees that we are going to plant? Number one. Leading someone to Christ mm. is the planting of a great tree. Oh, wow. I thought you say amen. amen. Leading someone to Christ is planting a great tree. Okay. I always remember in uh, 1975 when I was going to secondary school form one. You know, I come from a humble background. Humble is the same as poor, but it's more diplomatic to say humble than poor. You know, so I come from a humble background. And um, my mother told me when I was going to school, my mother gave me a Bible. My mother told me that, my son, as you go to school, this book will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Bless God for mothers. Mothers are angels. I didn't say fathers are devils. I said mothers are angels. Anyway, so I, I, I took the Bible and I went to school. And I didn't know much. I was, uh, I've, been, I've grown up as a religious person, going to the Anglican church and Methodist church and singing hymns and all that and so on. Now, when I went to Scandinavian Form 1, the seniors were sitting there. And then these seniors, six formers, were sitting in the second college. Um, so as they sat there waiting for us to arrive, as we arrived, Form 1 student. Now the seniors will call you, come here. They look at your face and someone call, come, you be my small boy. So they were calling us one by one. Then for me, one senior, dark senior, he was, he's a dark man, but quite, quite a well-built brother. I mean, man, he was sitting there. And I was a tiny boy. And he said, hey, come here, come here. <laughs> and the, his voice alone, I began to uh, shake and shiver. So I went and said, what? he said, what's your name? I said, E.A.T. Saki. He said, E.A.T. what? I said, E.A.T. Saki. He said, okay, come. You my small boy, okay? I said, yes, sir. He said, give me your trunk, your keys to the trunk and chop box. I, I gave it to him immediately because there was nothing in the, thing, in the, in the chop box anyway. <laughs> so I just gave them to him and then he asked me, do you know how to wash? I said, yes, senior. Do you know how to iron? I said, yes, senior. He said, okay, you, iron, you wash and iron for me, okay? I said, yes, senior. Then he said, my name is Senior Castro. I said, hey! I almost collapsed. Of all the names in the world, <laughs> Castro that I found, the Castro I know is the, is, was the president of Cuba, a very wicked, uh, supposed to be, um, whatever. So anyway, so he said, my name is Castro. I said, yes, sir, senior. So we went to our dormitories, and then I went to sleep. The following day, about 4 a.m., I was sleeping. 
when I faced somebody waking me up, when I opened my eyes, it was in a Castro coming to wake a form one boy up at 4 a.m. Hey, what is going to happen now? So he said, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. So I jumped out of bed. He said, change your clothes. I change your pajamas. Wear, wear your uh, shorts and shirts. So I wore it. I said, this is, I'm dead. This is ritual murder. The man is going to murder me. 4 a.m. Calling a form one boy to follow. So follow me. I followed him through the dormitory in the dark alleys. And then we went all the way to um, one classroom. When we entered, I was all the time, I was afraid. I said, I didn't know what was happening to me. So when we went to from 2A classroom, there four chairs arranged. And two people were sitting on the chairs, or two from one boys were sitting on the chairs already. And he said, sit here. And I sat there. Then he also sat on one, one chair. And the first thing he said, let us pray. Wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And when those words came out of his lips, he prayed for us and taught us that but led us to Christ. And that day, that early morning, 4.30, about 4.30 a.m. by that time, I prayed the sinner's prayer, and I gave my life to Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God for Sina Castro. I always remember this Sina Castro. I didn't know what I was about until I met him, and it led me to Christ. Now, Many years later, after I became a pastor and a, a reverend and preaching and so on, when we have a convention in, in uh, Takradi, and I was praying for people when I saw somebody coming from the back because I called people to pray for. And then I saw Senior Castro. I said, Hi, I can't pray for you. I'm not ready to untie the laces of your shoe. Listen, I, when Senior Castro was praying for me and leading me to Christ, he didn't know the type of tree he was planting. Wow. But by the grace of God, he was planting a great tree. Oh. Leading a soul to Christ and planting a great tree. You don't know the one that you are talking to about Christ. You don't know what is going to come out of his life. Many of us sitting here, many of you sitting here, somebody led you to Christ. Today, you are a pastor, you are a minister, you are, you are preaching the word. The person didn't know he was planting a great tree. So every time you have opportunity to preach to somebody, you are actually planting a great tree. May you lead somebody to Christ. Amen. May you lead somebody to Christ. Amen. Somewhere you lead to Christ, you become a great Billy Graham you never know. Amen. A great Bishop Doug you never know. Amen. A great apostle you never know. Amen. You see, so when you lead somebody to Christ, you're actually planting a great tree. We used to sing a song when we were in scripture union. Lead me to some soul today. Oh, teach me, Lord, just what to say. Friends of mine are lost in sin and cannot find their way. Few there are who seem to care. Few there are who pray. Melt my heart and fill my soul. Give me one soul today. Now, we used to pray this prayer all the time. By our bedside, as you go for witnessing, lead me to some soul today. Teach me, Lord, just what to say. Friends of mine are lost in sin and cannot find their way. Few there are who seem to care. Few there are who pray. Make my heart and fill my soul. Give me one soul today. May God give you one soul today. Amen. Come on, shout amen. amen. Am I preaching to anybody here? Yes. You don't know the one person you are going to lead to Christ. Maybe that person is going to become a bishop. You will become an apostle. You will become a great evangelist. May you plant a great tree tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. I challenge you. I challenge you. If you can hear me today, I challenge you. Make, a, make up your mind that as you have started the month of this month of June, you lead somebody to Christ. Yes. You plant a great tree. Yes. You talk to somebody about the saving power of Christ. Yes. You talk to somebody about the Father. Jesus says, that little boy, that little girl you speak to, his life can be changed and he can change many lives. See, the castle didn't know that as he's leading this boy to Christ, one day, He's going to lead his family to Christ. Amen. He didn't know that this boy that I'm leading to Christ, one day, he'll become a preacher and a minister. Amen. He didn't know that all he did was, I'm going to talk to him about Christ and lead him in prayer. Amen. You have no idea. Amen. You have no idea. Yes. You see, that is why you must never lose opportunity to talk to people about Christ. Amen. I'm telling you, God will give you an opportunity. I remember some years ago, you know, we used to preach in buses and my friend and I were coming from uh, Takradu to Winneba. And then we sat in the bus and I told my friend that I'd like to preach. And my friend said, oh, don't, don't preach. It's, it's, it's sometimes embarrassing. I said, look, let's preach. 
This opportunity we have because I mean I really wanted to preach. Every time I attempted, my friend would pull my shirt. Oh, wait, 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 wait a little bit. Wait a little bit, wait a little bit. Now, just as I waited, somebody got up and said, Mitonko Listen, this person ministered to us for two hours. Kokwedro. He preached Kokwedro. I told my friend, have you seen? The guy took the whole over the whole bus and ministered Kokwedro. Kokwedro can heal your eye problem, if you have stomach problem, if your hair doesn't grow well, if you have a, 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 a your blood pressure, the one Kokwedro can do everything. I said, this is a miracle service that we are having in the church. But you see, God will give you an opportunity to lead somebody to Christ. Hallelujah. May you take advantage of the time. Amen. May you take advantage of the time. Listen to me. My, my friend, talk to your friend. Talk to your children about Christ. I remember the day I called my sons and told them, look, you are you are, you are, being, you are, you are, you are you are the children of Bishop Yetisaki. People respect you. They honor you. They, 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 they treat you nicely. But the time has come for you to make a personal decision and give your heart to Christ. The fact that you are born to Bishop Saki doesn't mean that you are a great person by yourself. You've got to make a personal decision and give your heart to Christ. I challenge you to talk to your children, talk to your friends, talk to your parents about Christ. I remember the day I was preaching at a crusade. And when I made the altar call, I saw my mother coming from the back and lifting her hands up. I'm grateful to God that although she was so religious that day, I saw her give her heart to Christ. And I'm grateful to God that I planted a great tree. May you plant a great tree in Jesus' name. May you plant a great tree in Jesus' name. Am I preaching to anybody here? I'm telling you. I'm so grateful. A lot of times I meet people, they tell me, oh, I was, I was at this place, uh, I was in university, Bishop Dad came to have a program there, take off, and I gave my life to Christ. This happened, I gave my life to Christ. You have no idea. That is why we challenge you to support Healing Jesus campaign. Because every time Bishop God, the evangelist goes out to preach, he's planting great trees. You have no idea whose life is going to be changed. Yes. What a word. What a preacher. What a word. What a preacher. Number two. Preaching the gospel is the planting of a great tree. Hallelujah. So number one, leading someone to Christ is planting a great tree. Number two, preaching the gospel is planting a great tree. Somebody say a great tree. Great tree. I dare you shout out. Say a great tree. Great tree. Amen. Let us preach. I challenge you, don't get tired of preaching. Don't get tired of speaking the word of God. Every time you are preaching, you are planting a great tree somebody's life is being touched. Amen. Somebody's life is being transformed. Amen. You are sowing a seed in that person. The gospel is a, listen to me, it's only the church and the gospel of Christ that can change lives. And that can change people. The police cannot change people's hearts. Prison cannot reform people. They go to prison and they come back west off. No human institution can change any life. Amen. It's the gospel of Jesus that can change life. That's what Paul said. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed to preach. Yes. I'm not ashamed to proclaim the word of God because it's the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. May God raise up preachers in our day. Amen. Preachers of the word. Yes. Preachers of the gospel. Yes. Preachers of salvation. Yes. Preachers of Jesus. Yes. What a word. What a preacher. Are you still there? Yes. It's a great it's a, You see, the seed may be little. It, 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 may, it, it may even be nonsensical. Because Paul said that the gospel is foolishness. The preaching of gospel is foolishness. Because what am I doing now? As I'm speaking right now on this, on, on, on this uh, uh, social media to you listening, somebody you chanced upon this man preaching. Why is he shouting like a crazy man? It may look foolishness, but if the word of God comes into your heart, it will be a great tree, I tell you. You have no idea the transforming power of the gospel. The gospel changes us from inside out. May we plant great trees. Amen. I say, may we plant great trees. Amen. Are you still here? Yes. Number three. Establishing somebody in Christ is the planting of a great tree. Hallelujah. Establishing somebody in Christ is the planting of a great tree. Hallelujah. Now you see, when you have been led to Christ, then you also have to be established. After I was led to Christ by Senior Castro, in the, I joined the Scripture Union, and there was Senior Chapel, the president of the Scripture Union. He, he, he took us up, taught us how to pray, taught us so many things. My bishop always talks about Mama Betty. 
a lady that he met in Achimoto school who took, her, took him to a gospel program. And then he gave his life to Christ. And then after that, he taught, she taught him how to have your quiet time. Something as simple as quiet time. You take your Bible, you pray, Lord, thank you for today. I come to you, show me what I have to know today, and amen. And then you take a passage and read, and then you write, what's the Bible saying? What am I learning from this? What's the Bible telling me? And not something as simple as quiet time. This lady taught a bishop, he was just brother dad. Quiet time. From that time, you see, the effect of the, of the teaching of quiet time established him and made him who he is today. Today, look at the churches that have been started. Look at the, 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 the buildings. Look at the ministry that God has given uh, our bishop simply because somebody helped to establish him in Christ. Amen. I'm preaching. Preach. I said, I'm preaching. Preach. Establish somebody, follow somebody up, visit the person, call the person, make the time. You see, when you take a phone and you call, sometimes they're even rude, sometimes they're not so respectful. But if you can continue and help the person to find a footing and find a ground to stand on, one day he become a great man of God. May you plant a great tree. I say, may you plant a great tree. And that is by establishing somebody. I start give the person time. Many of you hearing me today, look at the message that you have heard. Look at the people who have followed you up. Somebody visited you. You are even, I mean, somebody, somebody I mean, somebody has helped. Somebody bought you a Bible even. They were establishing you today. You are a pastor. It's time for you to also, I mean, plant a great tree. One day, I saw my grandmother, you know, God bless her. She died almost a hundred years. Now, some, some years back before she died, she was planting a tree. She had a seedling, mango seedling. And she was planting this mango seedling around the house, outside the compound. And then I told her, Grandma, at this your age, when will this mango grow for you to eat for me? Because she was quite old. Most of her teeth had fallen out and all that. And she was planting mango seedling, which would take some years to grow. And I knew that there's no way she could live through to see this mango seed, seed, seed grow to become a tree. But she said to me something I've never forgotten. She said, my son, all my life, I've planted, I've eaten mangoes, I didn't plant the trees. Wow. It's time for me to plant somebody else who eat from the mango tree. I've, pl- I've eaten mangoes, I didn't, pl- I don't know where, who planted the trees, but I, I ate the, the fruit of the tree. It's time for me to plant a great tree that somebody else will be be benefit from that great tree. May you plant a great tree. I said, may you plant a great tree. Am I preaching to you? Yes. So number four, training a pastor is the planting of a great tree. Training a pastor. Teach the person the way. Give the person the time. Show the person the word of God. I mean, we have meetings and you take, take books that have been written that you can read. I mean, all these are great trees that you are planting. You know, sometimes it's laborious to follow people up, to help them. Sometimes it's almost like you are doing it to, for, for your own sake or whatever. But all these things are great trees that you are planting. Say amen. Amen. So that is number four. I need to finish tonight. Planting... That is, training a pastor is the planting of a great tree. May you allow yourself to be trained. You'll be a great tree one day. You'll be a great tree one day. If you can be submitted to God and submitted to the teaching of the apostle, submitted to the training. We have an Akazo Bible School right at Mampon, a place where ministers are trained. One of the biggest, if you like, Bible institutions in Africa. I'm telling you, where many thousands of ministers have passed through the school, and the school is actually tuition is free, Hallelujah. accommodation is free. Mm. Somebody asked Bishop once, What are you gaining? What, what, what are you doing? Everything he said doesn't matter. I know what I'm doing. I'm training pastors. They are great trees. They are great trees I'm, plant, I'm, I'm planting. Oh, yes. Look at Archbishop Duncan Williams when he, he, he went to the Hosses Bible School in, in Nigeria. It was like, who is this person? Who, what, what is he up to? But somebody sent him there. And then when look at the way God is using him in our country. Because he, where he was trained by somebody. The person perhaps didn't even know what he was doing. But out of the many of them who were his were classmates, look at how he's shining and God is using Hallelujah. him. I'm preaching to somebody Preach. right there. 
So you see, as we invest, that's why I only, if you're a young person, I want you to enroll, come to an academy Bible school. You'll be trained. We'll be invest, we'll invest in you and you can become a great tree. Hallelujah. You can become a great tree. Yes. Shout amen again. Amen. The master seed is so small, yes. but when it grows, when it grows, when it grows, when it grows, it becomes a great tree. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. Number five. Sending a missionary is the planting of a great tree. Sending a missionary. You know, somebody says that, said that the side, the, your church, the greatness of your church is not determined by its sitting capacity, but by its sending capacity. Hallelujah. The, your church, the, you, the, your, you measure the greatness of your church not by how many people it sits, my church sits 5,000. It sits 2,000. Today we are allowed only 100. And 100, they must wear face masks. <laughs> and then they must all write their names and their phone numbers. <laughs> so there will be contact tracing. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> and they must have a hand, wash, a hand a sanitizers. What a shock. And they must, they must sing, have praise and worship with, with, with face masks. We'll sit at home and listen to the word of God, I tell you. Anyway, that's just by the way. But I'm saying that. It's not the sitting capacity of the church that matters. It's the sending capacity. Hallelujah. How many people do you send out? Mm. Sending missionaries is a great planting a great tree. I, I, I went to Fiji once. Fiji is far beyond an island, beyond Australia. Say, I will be there. I'll, I'll be, be there. there. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, in Fiji, there are pastor that was giving me the history of the church in Fiji. It's quite a Christian um, nation. It's so many, and Methodist church is very dominant in the, in, in the country. Now, my pastor told me, he, our pastor told me that in our church, the history of, uh, in, in our country, the history of this, the, uh, the, this, this country, is that when the Methodists, where said they sent Methodist missionaries, two of them, from England all the way to Fiji, cross waters and rivers and seas all the way to Fiji. And when they went at the time, the, the people were cannibals. So they actually ate them. They caught these, these people, sliced them into pieces, boiled them on, on a co-pot, and then ate them, all of the two of them, finished them. What a, what a shock. They ate them. They have come to preach. They mm. preach a little bit and they ate them. But today, if you go to Fiji, more than 80% of the lands in Fiji are owned by the Methodists, wow. Methodist Church. I mean, there's everywhere we try to buy land to build a church. It belongs to the Methodist Church. The same people who are eaten by the, by the land now, by the grace of God, the whole land is converted. There are many souls, there are so many Methodist churches and so on. So you see, sometimes you don't even know what you're doing. We have sent missionaries and they have died on the mission field. I remember some years ago, we sent a young missionary to Congo, um, Congo DRC. And then there was a storm and the roof of the, of the house where he lived collapsed and f- fell on him and he died. And his body was brought, a young boy, 24 years old or so, just finished university um, a few years before. And he died on the mission field and his body was brought back to Accra and we buried him. But bless God, we didn't stop sending missionaries. The father one died doesn't mean that that's the end of the world. Somebody may die in the battle, but we cannot stop fighting. Hallelujah. We cannot stop doing the work of God. We send other missionaries there. Look at it. Ghana is a Christian country, more than 70% Christian. Because the Basel mission, not the Presbyterian church, they sent missionaries to us. They, brought, they came to a couple. They came to some of them died. After three weeks, after three months, after six months, they died. And then they'll send telegram. The one that you sent is dead. Can you send a replacement? Mm. Can you imagine? The one that you're going to replace just died. And you're going to replace the person. What is going to happen? Mm. But today, go out the mountain, see all the churches there. And Ghana becomes so Christian. One of the most Christian countries in the world mm. is Ghana. The most Christian countries. Because some people pay the price. Hallelujah. May we also pay the price Hallelujah. of sending missionaries. There's a word waiting for us out there. Waiting for us out there. If we can let people go and preach the gospel, I tell you, God will be planting great trees for the glory of God. I'm preaching. Preach. I said I'm preaching. Preach. Number six. Giving somebody a book is the planting 
of a great tree. Amen. I said amen. amen. Giving somebody a book. A book is the planting of it. You see, that is why Jesus said that the seed is small. Master seed is very small. What is a little book? What is a little book? This was the revelation that John saw. He said, he saw a little book. The angel said, eat. The little book, the angel said, eat it. The book is not, it's not, it's a little book. A few pages. But then when John had this book, it was bitter in his mouth and sweet in his inside of him. And you see, that is what, I mean, brought great revelations to him. I want you to know that sometimes a book will be placed in your hand. That is a great blessing for your life. The revelation in that book can change your life forever. I've met so many pastors in my little life as a pastor who tell me, who said, Bishop, I didn't know this. Somebody gave me a book on the mega church by Bishop Doug. I've never met him. I've never heard his name before. And then he gave me a little book by Bishop Doug about church planting or about mega church. And when I read it, I believe God. I said, today, I have three thousand people in my church. Wow. And I have many branches. Hallelujah. I remember sitting by somebody, a, brother, a man, a pastor traveling from... Um, I think but yeah, Botswana to South Africa. Now, as this man was sitting by me, I took a, one of the books that my bishop has written, uh, those who accuse you. And I said, Hey, this man, I know about him. Do, do you know him? I said, I know him very well. I said, Are you sure? I said, I know him very, very well. And I said, I'll dash you the book. Then I dash it to him. And then I took another one. And then those who pretend said, Ah, another one. I said, I dash you this one. Hey. <laughs> Are you there? And I took another one. Lord said, I said, this one, I'm going to preach with it. I can't give it to you. But you see, the man was telling me how the books of this, of, of this, of this man of God that he has never met before has changed and blessed and established his ministry. Wow. You have no idea the blessing that is in a book. The book that you pass by all the time. What we call the Macarius with 60 books and several other materials. If you can get hold of them and soak them in, you become a great tree. Hallelujah. I see great trees sharing me right there. Amen. I see great trees sharing me right there. Amen. Shout amen again. Amen. So giving somebody a book, that is why Christmas time and birthdays, don't buy this type of birthday cards that you don't know what they are saying. Somebody's poem. Hey, the, the, the today is the day of the yesterday of the tomorrow that I feel there's something of the fire inside. You don't understand what they And you are going to buy the card. You are going uh, 25 CDs. And then you give it. You don't know. You don't know. You don't even understand what has been written. Instead, buy a book and give it as a present. That's right. Somebody shout amen. amen. I challenge you on birthdays. Buy books as presents. Amen. For your boss. For your, for your friend. For your children. Buy books. Because when you give somebody a book, the book can change its life forever. Amen. So I can't count the number of people whom I have met in my school tell me that, hey, Bishop, one day I was introducing one of Bishop's book, um, Demons and how to overcome them. So I took in church and said, this book is a very powerful book. Now, after I introduced the book, a lady came to me and said, please say, I want to buy three of these books. He said, I said, why? He said, one for my husband, one for my father-in-law, one for my mother-in-law. Demons and how to overcome them. I said, wow. So we gave it to her and then she bought them. About 30 minutes later, the, the lady didn't know that her husband has come to uh, the, the husband didn't know that his wife has come to buy books so he also came and said please sir I want three of these books I said for who? he said one for my wife one for my father-in-law one for my mother-in-law what a shock, <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> it's a family affair the demon is always in somebody else but you see what I'm saying is that this book, these little books that we see around are life transforming books may we soak them in Amen. may you read the books May, you, may they enter your spirit. Amen. May your life be transformed Amen. as you soak in the materials. Amen. And the last um, great tree they are planting. Planting a church in a city wow. is the planting of a great tree. Hallelujah. Can I have a loud amen? amen? Amen. Planting a church is planting a great tree. Amen. amen. I always remember when we used to have a, a church was so beautiful. All of us were together when we were in uh, Kolebu and Kolegono. Every one of us were just a beautiful thing to be together. Then one day, Bishop called the, one of, uh, some of the most quality pastors we have. Mm. And he said, uh, 
Ishmael, I'm sending you to this place. Uh, Interful, I'm sending you here. Uh, Steve, I'm sending you here. And then my heart was breaking inside of me. We are nice together. Beautiful people together. Why should he send them away? The most quality of our people. He was sending them away. And I felt that, oh, he's disturbing the church. The church is, uh, we, 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 we like ourselves so much. Today, as he has sent them away, they've gone to big, big, big cathedrals. Hallelujah. I didn't know the wisdom and the grace that is making him send. He sent them away into the cities. Go and start a church in Achimota. Go to Tema. Go to this place and so on. Now, as the city grew and became busy, people couldn't come from Achimota and now they had to join the church in Achimota. They couldn't come from, they had to join the church in Tema. And the churches have grown. We have cathedrals in the city. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. amen. I want to tell you that, look, God can bless your ministry amen. and bless it mightily. Nobody knew, nobody understood what was happening at that time. Today, God has blessed us with so many churches all over the place. I remember when Bishop sent uh, a, a, a bishop in London. He sent him to, it was just uh, uh, Pastor Richard or we could call him Brother Mighty. Just go, go to London, go and do something. And he went, I, I drove him in my, in my uh, little red car. Ladder car. We went to the airport and we said bye bye to him. Nobody could, I mean, as he arrived at the airport in, I believe in Heathrow, he looked like an insignificant African boy coming to hustle here. Today, go to England and see how many churches have been built over there by the grace of God. I'm telling you, you see, when you plant a church, you're planting a great tree. You're planting a great tree, a place where lives are changed. A place where the power of God is revealed. A place where the grace of God is manifested. A place where lives are transformed. I pray for you today. May you be a, may you, may you plant great trees. I say, may you plant great trees. Shout amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God has a plan for your life. Bible says in Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. And I say also unto thee, thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it jesus is building his church he's not building political parties he's not building uh, ngos he's building his church so may we join hands with jesus and build his church may we have churches in every town in every city yes may we build may we build the kingdom of god i believe we are going to see the grace of all like never before did you shout amen? amen clap your hands for the lord everybody so remember seven trees that you seven pl- trees that we are planting. Number one, leading someone to Christ is planting a great tree. Number two, preaching the gospel is planting a great tree. Number three, establishing somebody in Christ is planting a great tree. Number four, training a pastor is planting a great tree. Number five, sending a missionary is planting a great tree. Number six, giving somebody a book. It's the planting of a great tree. And then number seven, planting a church is actually planting a great tree. I always remember the day that um, our pastor in, in uh, Mozambique, was, he, he was also working around in the church and so on. And then my bishop said, go out there. You don't know anybody, must go to Mozambique and do something. And then he went. And after many years, go there and see the number of churches and all that. It was done intentionally. I said intentionally. May you plant seeds intentionally. They shall become great trees. I said they shall become great trees. By the grace of God. I'm saying this to say that you must know the value of a seed. A seed is very valuable. Now if you can plant that seed, you'll be amazed what will come out of, of, of that tree. The people who are sitting here. I can remember when Bishop Toss was saying that when he joined, when he joined the church at first, Lady Pastor Rosemary was his first pastor who taught, who taught her, him some of the early things that he knew. See, he, he values where he came. He valued the people who made difference in his life. Somewhere you teach something very little can become a great person to your glory. You see, you may not be the person, but the fact that you planted that seed, God will reward you for it. Amen. I see many people being rewarded. Being rewarded. For the tree they planted. Yes. You may not be that big tree. But the seed you sowed can become a great blessing. And birds of the air shall come and have their shelter in it. I pray for you who heard me today. Yes. That you become a seed sower. Yes. Sow the seed. Plant the seed. 
a victory is coming up and we are going to see the glory of God. I'm going to pray with you today. And everywhere you are right now, I'm going to pray with you today. Say, Lord, I pray this evening. May I plant, may I, may, may, may I sow some seeds and see great trees planted in Jesus' name. Yeah. I'm going to attempt it. I'm yes. going to attempt it. Yes. I'm going to attempt to preach. Yes. I'm going to attempt to bring somebody out. Yes. I'm going to try to train a pastor. Yes. I'm going to attempt to start a church. Yes. I'm going to attempt it. Attempt. A great tree is being planted. Hallelujah. By your head with me. Begin to pray right now. Everyone of you, every praying, every praying, every praying, every praying, every praying. Ah, say, Lord, give me opportunity. Give me opportunity. Give me opportunity. Give me opportunity. To plant great tree. Give me opportunity. Give me opportunity. Oh Jesus. Give your time to somebody. Give somebody your energy. Give somebody some help. Support somebody, send somebody, support a missionary, support a Bible student, plant a great tree, plant a great tree, attempt to plant a great tree. Everybody praying, every praying. Karonda Kabahato, Shabamili Bahato Pasata, Mazon Marie Kondiri Bahata, Baluka Rabbi Kofata, pray today, attempt it, 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 attempt it. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We give you all the praise. We give you glory for today. Lord, we attempt great things for you. We attempt to plant a great tree for your kingdom. Yes. For your kingdom. Yes. For your kingdom. Yes. Use everyone who heard your way. Oh, yes. Use us for your glory. Yes, Lord. Use us for your honor. Yes, Lord. We bless and we honor bless you. you Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. Shout your loudest, Amen. Amen. Amen.